The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It was announced yesterday that the former Late Late Show presenter Ryan Tuberty will move to the UK to present morning radio on Virgin. Although he has left the national broadcaster, fingers are still being pointed within RTE as to how they have ended up in the current situation. Joining me now to talk about this in more detail is Ireland editor of the Irish Independent, Fionn Sheen. Fionn, good morning. Good morning, Brad. You've been looking through the minutes. Yeah, so this all began eight months ago and the official records of what was going on uh, at the top level of RT on the board were never available because the minutes of meetings weren't being produced. And anybody who's on a, a parish committee, a GA club, uh, a, a, a school board will know that the minutes are the first item on the agenda. And for good corporate governance reasons uh, within the corporate world, they are supposed to be kept up to date. But we only finally got minutes dating back eight months uh, yesterday. So just so people understand, <coughs> the, the meeting happens, the minutes are written, yeah. they may well be circulated in advance yeah. of the board meeting. They will be reviewed at the board meeting to make sure they were a true and accurate account of yeah. what unfolded and then they're signed off. And it's it's the the official record of what uh, happened and what what decided uh, what was decided upon at a meeting. Now we'll recall St Patrick's Day. An urgent phone call is made by uh, Richie Howard, the auditor of RTE from Deloitte, uh, to a member of the RTE board who says he's found some suspect invoices. He doesn't know what they're about, but they merit further investigation. The board kick into action straight away and within two days they convene a meeting and they're calling in Grant Thornton, one of the major accountancy firms in Dublin, and Arthur Cox, one of the major solicitors firms in Dublin, to put an investigation together and get to the bottom uh, of this matter. But, however, a couple of days later, the board meets. There's no mention of Grant Thornton. There's no mention of Arthur Cox. There's merely, there's been a meeting with Deloitte. They're clarifying a couple of invoices. So it's rather curious that the Oireachtas Committee is told one thing about the, the rapid nature of the, the reaction here uh, to, to suspicious, a uh, suspicious uh, uh, item arriving on the agenda, and yet that's not what's reflected in the board. And what we see actually over the course of the next month uh, is that while this uh, Ryan Tuberty payment scandal is bubbling away in the background, you see the RT board are basically fighting with each other because there is a row over the appointment of the new Director General, uh, how Kevin Backhurst's name came forward, how David McRedmond was 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 not uh, considered the former CEO of TV3 Virgin Media, who's now with, with on post. Details of that were leaked out, and there was a special meeting called where members of the board could basically get a lecture about corporate governance and good practice, and they all had to sign up to the to the Code of Conduct again. So that's so, gone so on even though the they would have signed up, presumably, to the Code of Conduct uh, the, at the beginning of their tenure, they're asked to reaffirm their loyalty uh, um, to secrecy and privacy, to confidentiality, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, they all swear allegiance once again. Yeah, and and they all they all unanimously agree that it's terrible that somebody leaked the minutes. <laughs> somebody leaked what was going on inside in the meeting that they were all attending. So you're kind of looking around, going, "Well, who do you think leaked this one, uh, lads? If 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 it wasn't coming from people who were who were inside the room?" So there's no explanation really provided about 
uh, where anybody thought that that the leak was coming from, just as there was a leak and this was uh, dreadfully un- untoward and, and should never yeah. uh, now, happen now, again. Just to, to clarify with the effect of that leak, uh, number one, highly embarrassing for both candidates, yeah. Kevin Backhurst and uh, for David McRedmond. David McRedmond currently as the CEO of On Post, mm. and you wonder when those headlines hit, uh, how he felt going into the office in the morning. Yeah, David McRedmond had to to issue a statement uh, at at the time uh, clarifying uh, his position. I mean, he he was... he was interviewed uh, f- for the role, given his his experience currently as a successful CEO of, of a semi-state, uh, commercial semi-state body and formerly in, in the broadcast industry. And in air as well. I mean, this man had a phenomenal track record. His father uh, worked mm-hmm. in RT as a senior executive yeah, so as well. Yeah, so there was pedigree there. Was pedigree there was lots there. of pedigree there. And basically what was coming up at the board was why did he not progress further in, in the, the interview process? The appointment of Backers at the time was actually parked uh, over, that, over that row. There's then a special meeting over the leak and then back course is appointed uh, towards the towards the end of the month. The the board members are then told towards the the end uh, of April that indeed Grant Thornton have now been carry, called in to carry out uh, a fact uh, finding review. So so you can see that the time bomb is is ticking yeah. uh, here. But I, I'm wondering, this is baffling because often when you want to do the dirty work, you don't do it if you're making people redundant. For example, yeah. in in your company or any company, mm. they bring in consultants, mm-hmm. and then they say to the staff, "I'm sorry, I wouldn't have let you go, but the consultants came up with the plan. The, yeah. They are the people who made mm. me do it." Yeah. Um. Uh, it seems a bit over the top to employ all of these legal entities and accounting entities when you've already got your own auditors who've red flagged it, mm-hmm. that you don't just do an internal investigation yourself. You call everyone. Who issued the invoice? Who paid it? Who okayed it? That's what you do. Yeah, and, and that's what, what's quite curious uh, here is that this was viewed to be of such a magnitude that you needed to call in legal and accountancy heavy hitters to get to the bottom of this matter that you couldn't just sort it out yourself. I mean, there's, there's an audit and risk committee there. That's who the internal auditors bring uh, matters of concern to, 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 to attention to. Uh, and they couldn't look at it, at it themselves. So it was quite clear they knew that there was something big uh, underneath these two invoices that were just casually being, being looked into. In the meantime, D Forbes is departing. Uh, from RTE, lavish tributes to her. Each of the board expressed their thanks to her. The chair thanks her, stating she was she was impressed by all the work done during her seven year tenure, which would allow the board to build on that. So D Forbes was leaving. That was that board meeting in May. She wasn't going to be around for the next board meeting in July. She was going to be gone by that stage. However, matters intervene uh, in the meantime, and then this bombshell report. Uh, about the Ryan Tuberty payments drops on the RT board. Yeah. Now, um, it was conflated with another issue, which is the understatement of uh, Ryan Tuberty's uh, payments, which has history then recorded, ultimately wasn't of Ryan Tuberty's doing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, not alone that, they had alerted um, the powers that be in RT that there was a misstatement. Yeah, and what's what's curious is that there's a there's a rather f- frantic week where the, the Grant Thornton report drops. We learned that right away. Uh, the board were 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 told uh, after that that weekend that D Forbes had been asked to resign by Shuni Raleigh, the, the chair of the RT board. The reason that's significant is that 
clearly that wasn't a, a private matter just between D Forbes and Shuni Rally. The entire board is told about that, but the minister isn't. And, and Shuni Rally sub- subsequently has to apologise a couple of weeks later for not telling the minister that she'd actually demanded that, that the director general uh, resign uh, straight away. They also learn uh, during the course of those meetings, yes, that, that Ryan Tuberty's salary for 2017, 18, 19 was understated and that Grant Thornton had now been sent in to look at those. There's no reference in the board minutes, though, to this having nothing to do with Ryan Tuberty, that a report had been provided by the RT Finance Department that clearly set out uh, how it happened, which was ultimately verified. So this goes back to your point about why are you calling in external consultants to look at a matter when actually the the information is available? Grant Thornton over the course of two months, don't really come up with a whole lot more that the RT board wasn't yeah. told about on day one. And and then going back to it, uh, the, you know, the, the fact that there was a, a statement by in the Grant Thornton report that Noel Kelly and, and Ryan Tuberty were not at fault. Yeah. And that was never included in the initial explosive bombshell dropped by Shuni Raleigh. No, and, and the initial explosive bombshell dropped by Shuni Raleigh, she knew at that point that it was nothing to do with, with Ryan Tuberty because Richard Collins, who was then the head of finance of RTE, told her that at, before any such Why do you think, this released. is only speculation, why do you think she chose to land uh, the, the, the two in the mess. That's the that's the difficult thing now because you're looking at it at this point. It it went from basically Ryan Tuberty uh, having a, a big issue about about a series of seventy five grand payments over the course uh, of of three years into an even bigger one across six years, and there was these mystery payments in the background and what were they all all about? When in fact there was an adequate explanation there already, and they didn't really have to broaden the matter out. Sure, they, they, they could correct the, 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 the payments, but they could have said from the off, this has nothing, this part has yeah. nothing to do with I Ryan mean, Tuberty. They didn't. Now, what uh, Ryan Tuberty had uh, negotiated through his agent was the fact that they were going to do a series of gigs yeah. for three years with uh, Renault. And who paid for it is between Renault and RTE. That, that was uh, what was being negotiated. Um, and then the gigs never happened. Now, in a situation, but Ryan Tuberty uh, was paid for them. In a situation like that, the simple thing would be to, to say, hang on, Ryan, I say, the gigs never happened. Uh, we think uh, it's inappropriate. You should have got paid for them. So over the period of your forthcoming five-year contract or whatever, we'll recoup the money because that money would have been taxed and the tax mm. would have been paid. Any commissions to the agent would have been paid. So it's not a question of just writing a check for 150 and handing it back because you'd have to recoup money from the revenue yeah. and all. Very complicated. So a simple negotiation could have taken place. End of story. Yeah, it didn't. And it didn't. It didn't because the, the reason why uh, this money ended up being paid by RTE rather than the sponsor was because COVID-19 kicked in at the time. The gigs there were no gigs that, that he could do, but uh, the then Director General D. Forbes had guaranteed Ryan Tuberty uh, that uh, he would receive uh, payment uh, regardless of what happened uh, with with the sponsors, whether it was a, a change of sponsor or some other matter intervened, it was almost uh, sage like prophecy that that something was was going to come uh, d- down the track. So as a result, D Forbes and RTE rather than turn around going, listen, the situation has changed dramatically here. Now we're not paying you the money. They, they still paid it to yeah. him, uh, and that that money Kevin Backer is now accepting that that won't be won't be repaid. But there was other fallout here because, as you know, the, the 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 ripple effect was that all sorts of issues got dragged in for RT, and here's where the very serious matters arise for the RT board because we did have issues and questions then arising about matters like uh, Toy Show the musical. 
it lost 2.2 million euros. It was a, a flop. Uh, critics were unimpressed by it. Certainly the audiences were not impressed. They hired the, 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 one of the biggest venues available in Dublin to, to host it. Uh, unmitigated disaster uh, for RTE. But what's now emerged is that the board had been briefed uh, on the on the Toy Show to Music in advance. They had been provided with figures, details, a presentation on it, and they didn't raise fundamental questions. Now, Shuni Rahli, who is currently the RT chair, was not the RT chair uh, back when when mm. that issue was was coming to a head. But she says there was no risk assessment taken, that the figures were were, were stark, that there was a lapse of control and a lack of rigorous invest, interrogation by the board. So she's turning around to members of her own board saying, you didn't do your job but correctly. The here. question is, was it their job? I mean, you, you look at the, you know, you can't accumulate without uh, a bit of speculation. Yep. So that's the theory. If the toy show, the musical had worked, um, I mean, it's not a river dance because it would be seasonal at best. Yeah. And the question of the ch- uh, choice of venue, the narrative of the story, Ryan Tuberty was not involved, not asked to be involved until a very late stage, at which point he said no. Um, so it didn't have the ingredients for a hit. And, and certainly didn't seem to have ingredients either for something that would translate internationally because it was based upon an Irish phenomenon yeah. that is the latest toy show, which is River a, yeah, Dance Christmas Christmas. issue. So it, it did seem to have a, a limited market. But what's, what's emerging now is that's the board's job is to stress test these issues, yeah. to, to raise questions. Are we sure about about this? What are the figures yeah. uh, or, underlying? Or else to, to up front and say, yes, this is risk. Yeah. And we're prepared to, to take it and, and be upfront about that. Which is what the chair, Maya, Maya Doherty, has said at, a, at an event that, that you hosted in, in recent weeks. She said it was uh, worthwhile going down this route, that this was uh, an exploration by RTE in, into new areas, that they had to, to take risks. Uh, and this one yeah. just, just But there were a few decisions along the way, like uh, booking the convention centre yeah. instead of, you know, And the this is where hall. you're supposed to have safeguards in place of a board but the board claim it was a fait accompli. Uh, members of the executive uh, pointing the finger back at the board, basically saying, "Well, it had the it had the blessing uh, of the board, and that then the chair was was very involved uh, in it." So you're basically seeing again there has been uh, a, a a departure from RT over the, over that issue. But what we're seeing is basically now the board knew a lot more than than they've been letting on all along, really. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that you're able to glean so much from minutes. I remember in my time on the board, the minutes, I, I would say, were anodyne. Um, you know, if you and I were on the board and we had a right royal row at each other, um, the the line in the minutes would read, there was a robust discussion about the matter. Yeah, in some areas, it, the, the detail is quite scant. In other areas, there, there's quite a lengthy amount uh, of detail provided, including a, a, a row in September over the failure to provide the, the minutes. A, a corporate governance expert who's on the board is basically giving out that he's been presented with, with 12 sets of minutes and that this isn't uh, following good yeah. processes Now, uh, I can tell you this. I've been trying to get minutes from on board Planola on various planning yeah. decisions. And you don't get them. They don't keep mm. proper minutes. Uh, RTE as well. These are not everything that we're looking for. There are records of other meetings that RTE have yet to provide eight months later. And given what we're learning out of out of this batch of documentation, we're waiting to see what else we're going to learn. Now, the, the other um, 
question really is about Ryan Tuberty himself. Uh, what do you think of his, his gig? Yeah, it, it's certainly interestingly constructed in that he moves to London and, and presents on a major radio show over there, but he has got a, a presence uh, in Ireland as a result uh, of, of his, his weekend show uh, going out uh, on, um, on, on four local radio stations in, in large metropolitan areas around the, the country. So he's effectively nationally available. If that's backed up with him with a, a major marketing campaign, then that keeps him in the, in the, in the limelight over, over here. Certainly leaves the door open for him to, to, to return to Ireland at, at some point because his name, uh, mm. is, is still up there. And it's also opening the door for him to, to work, uh, in, in the UK market and get into more TV and broadcasting there. And, uh, finally, Harking back to our last conversation about this, uh, Fionnon, we were talking about that letter which uh, RT claimed had legal privilege. This was going to give the detail of the meeting where Mm. all the stuff about the barter account and all that was sorted out. Um, You and I agreed that if both parties waived legal privilege, that it could be given to Mm. the committee. And literally, that's what happened. Yeah, it's a, this is the difficulty that RT have. They haven't made uh, their 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 path any easier with the Oireachtas uh, committees. They were digging in all along. We can't release this this legal note, uh, privilege, attorney-client confidentiality, and so on prevents us from doing so. It wasn't basically on, until Kevin Backers was told your job won't be tenable. Uh, if this uh, if this excuse continues, and the and the Dáil Public Council Committee threatened to go down to the High Court to compel RT to produce this, that a resolution was finally found, and that RT provided mm. the note via the interpreter of Arthur Cox solicitors, basically saying, "Look, this is a a full and fair account of everything that happened uh, at that." at that meeting and providing the minutes on a confidential uh, basis. It's very difficult to see why RT dug in so far because it's got the backup now of the Oireachtas committees and they're demanding more documentation. All right, Fionnán Sheehan, Ireland editor of the Irish Independent. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.